Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, let me remind you again, I thank you so much just to share about these times together. We've had an uptick the last couple of episodes. We doubled our participation. Not quite sure why that happened, but I can sort of check to see what the rough numbers are on these things, and it doubled over the weekend, and so that's good. And, uh, you know, maybe I can figure out what happened. I'm hoping it's just that people are passing the word. So even if you've done it in times past, just link to uh, these podcasts on your social media and just share it with folks, and you'll be amazed at the difference that that makes. Now, we've been working our way through the Gospel of John, okay? And we're getting close to finishing John, but we're sort of doing some cross-references related to John. We're looking at the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and seeing what they have to say in relationship to what John said about just the events that occurred at Jesus' resurrection. You know, all four Gospels uh, gave tremendous detail, gave us the truths that we need to know about what happened. Uh, on that particular day. So we're going to go to Mark 16. And in the last episode, we actually looked at, I think, verses 9 through 13. And I want to read those again very quickly to set the context. So here, Mark chapter 6, 16, verses 9. Now, let, re- let me remind you quickly. When you uh, read from your Bible, you will notice that uh, most of the newer translations, the modern translations, will handle verses 9 through the balance of the chapter in different ways. Usually they'll put a bracket around it. And there'll be some footnote that'll say something along the line that, well, some of the more reliable uh, copies that we have of this uh, don't include these verses. What they don't say is that many, many of the reliable ones do include these verses, okay? Now, remember this. We do not have uh, an quote-unquote official copy of the complete New Testament. It's really a marvelous study to see how God brought forth His Word and uh, Uh, There's many other books that (coughs) deal with that type of thing and give us insight to it. And sometimes people get a little distracted by that. Don't be distracted by that at all. Remember that we worship the Most High God. Okay, He has granted us His Word and has given us His Word in many forms. He speaks His Word to us in His Spirit. He speaks His Word to us in creation, the Scripture says. He speaks His Word to us in His written Word. And so we we don't worship the written Word. But we know that the Word is the Word of God, so we give heed to it and we honor it. Okay? We, and so we realize that it is the Lord speaking to us, but it is Him that we worship. So here, verse 9 of Mark chapter 16 says this, Now, after He had risen early on the first day of the week, He first appeared to Mary Magdalene, from whom He'd cast out seven demons. She went and reported to those who had been with Him while they were mourning and weeping. When they'd heard that He was alive and had not had been seen by her, they refused to believe it. Now, we talked about these verses in the previous episodes, so if you didn't hear that, go back and check that out real quick. But I want to point out something we're going to see in the balance of this chapter. They refused to believe the report that they had received that Jesus was alive. This is the bottom line question for us. And this is the question for us right now. Do we believe? Do we truly believe? Now, when you say that, people will say, oh, yeah, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe that God is God. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Well, no, do you truly believe? You know, James tells us even the demons believe and they shudder and they tremble. The demons don't have to believe. They know. 
Okay, they know <coughs> because of some things, right? Okay. But here, the disciples refuse to believe. Now, watch how this is developed to the balance of these verses. Verse 12, and after that, he appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking along on their way in the country. He appeared in a different form. And this is the account that is expanded in other gospels of two disciples that were on the way to Emmaus. And he appeared to them as a quote-unquote normal human being. Okay, To the ladies, he appeared as one that is about to be glorified, one who is resurrected from the dead. So he appeared to them. Now verse 13, these two, they went away and reported to the others, but they did not believe them either. So they didn't believe the report of the women. They didn't believe the report of the two that had had the encounter. Now verse 14, afterward, after these things had happened, he, this is Jesus, appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table. And so you have these appearances of Jesus. We know that he appeared on the day when he was resurrected. He appeared to Mary. He appeared to these two. He appeared to the disciples, but Thomas wasn't with them. So that would have been ten of them. So this is not the appearance that's being referenced right here in Mark 16, 14, because it says he appeared to the eleven. This is likely, speaking of the one that we read in the Gospel of John, I think it was in John, uh, where he appeared eight days later where Thomas was actually with them. Okay, And so they reclined at the table. Here's what Jesus did. He appears to them, verse 14, and he reproached them. He rebuked them is what that means. He reprimanded them. King James says that he, that he upbraided them. Well, all those are pretty intense. Upbraided, reproached, rebuked, re reprimanded. Okay, He reproached them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he was risen. Now think about that. They had received a couple of reports that Jesus was alive and they had seen him. And the disciples themselves, okay, the disciples themselves did not believe now, what's interesting is you, in the gospel accounts you see where Peter and John go run into the tomb, right? They go run into the tomb, and it looks like that they believed, okay? It looks like that they had believed because of the way particularly John reacted. Then both of them went back to their separate houses. But when they first heard the report, when everybody heard the report together, they did not believe and Jesus reprimanded them for that. And not only for that, but for their hardness of heart. Well, hardness of heart related to what? Well, Jesus had repeatedly told them this, he, that he must needs go to Jerusalem, that there he would be uh, uh, persecuted, that he would be hauled before the powers that be, that he would be killed, and on the third day that he would rise from the dead. And then he gave more and more detail about it. He said, after three days and three nights, he told the Sadducees that I will be resurrected from the dead. No longer in this, he would rebuild this temple is what he told them. And so the disciples did not believe. And Jesus called it hardness of heart. Okay, Hardness of heart. And let me tell you, folks, I think that way, way too many, the majority, if not the vast majority, of professing Christians do not believe. 
I'm not saying necessarily unto salvation, okay? There are a lot that don't. There's a lot that are religionists, and they just do the religious thing. They think they're great and wonderful, but they're not truly saved. We spoke about that many times before. But there are those that are truly saved and yet don't believe. I hear it all the time. I heard it in the gathering recently where someone uh, spoke and shared some things, and the things they were saying were just totally wrong, totally wrong. They were nice. They were neat. They sounded good. Everybody go, yeah, that makes me feel so good. But they were totally wrong. And yet the body that was receiving this and hearing this, for the most part, was sitting there saying, oh, yeah, that's good. There was no discernment. There was no understanding of what the truth is. And then they didn't believe some of the things that Jesus said because of what was being shared there. You could tell. Now, in this particular kind of situation, a lot of this was due to ignorance. Ignorance, just unlearned, just didn't know. And I'm hoping that there'll be opportunities to share some things right there, right? But know this, that we are called to believe, to believe everything that Jesus said, everything that Jesus did. As a matter of fact, when we look at the balance of this chapter right here and some of the things we see, sometimes people get really, really up in arms about this. They don't believe this. And all the way through it says, if you believe, if you believe. So that's the question you must ask yourself. And I would take it before the Lord. Say, Lord, do I really believe? Is the belief that I have the belief that you desire? And see what he says. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you again next time.